Hey folks, you're back with That Reminds Us Of with Baron and the Doc. Hello, Baron. Hey, Doc. How are you, man? Very good. Are we officially in week two of Myth, or is this the oh, end of week one? We have to be. I think time's stood still a little bit in the world. It has. And that, that goes for Myth too, but we'd have to be in week two. <laughs> Absolutely. And tonight we have another Myth film. Uh, it was one of those spotlight screenings, so it it happens uh, once, and the, you get five hours in which to watch it, and then it's gone, done from the festival. Which is good. It means you've got to jump in. It jump does. in, watch it, record your d- damn podcast, and get out of there. There's no messing about. So we've both just watched that film, and we're right. Yeah. We've come. We, I think we had probably 15 minutes between, and we're in here now, ready to record. Yep, we've got a beer from the pub across the road <laughs> yeah. and we're just just uh sitting down to chat about it oh dude one of these days we can do that <laughs> ah, it's gonna be great actually next year when miff rolls around if we're not yeah. at the cinema and then recording with our mics right outside the front of the place or in the pub across the road i will be disappointed in us like that has to happen next year well by then we can probably be um recording at the festival lounge Ooh, the you know live recording lounge. on stage at the festival lounge <laughs> lovely <laughs> So, tonight's film, Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi by, how would you pronounce that? It wouldn't be Jan Camosa. Well, I'm, I was going to go with uh, Jan Camosa. Comasa. Okay. Jan Comasa, or whatever. Polish. I don't know much about the Polish accents and everything, but it, I suppose it could be yarn or something. Could it could be. More? Could be. Hey, Let's go look, with Jan. Let's we're just Aussies. agree that we're both always terrible at this. Yeah. Okay. I think we agreed on that last time. Yeah, we yeah, that's true. Yeah. We should yeah. just stop mentioning that we're terrible at it and just probably not even just question the pronunciation, just every time swing for it. Don't double guess it. Jan Kamasa. Be bold. So Corpus Christi. This How is do a, you feel? Dude, well, this is the Australian premiere, I should mention that. Hmm. However, this film's been around for a little while and hmm. was an Oscar nominee at the previous at this year's Oscars, or I guess that counts as last year's, or however you want to put it, in the international film category. What a surprise to have an Oscar-nominated film just now having its Australian premiere, and what a great thing to find, like what a gem to find in the in the festival. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I didn't realise that it was anything special. I, I went into it knowing nothing about it, and then I just I just read that in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, it was in the same field as Parasite. Yeah. That's right. And and if if not for Parasite being such an amazing film, who knows? Could have done pretty yeah. well. But just to be in the Oscars anyway, it's it's already done pretty well. And I think it's screened at Sundance and uh, a bunch of other great festivals too. So yeah, this is this was a nice one to see in the list. It's well worth its place at festivals and award ceremonies, I think. Um, yes. Whatever you think about it like it's a, a well-made little or not so little film absolutely so i'm getting a sense that maybe you didn't love it what are your thoughts uh broad thoughts oh no well i'm still processing for starters we, we have just left the theater that's uh, true but it's not a lot of time <laughs> to have deep thoughts about the film no but th- there was a lot to love i haven't completely worked out you know what out of 10 i think there's talking points and maybe by the end of this episode i will have formed more opinions having bounced them off you do you have first impressions? I think my first impression is that I really like the film a lot. Mm. I might even say I love the film. I, I think this is a film that will stick with me and I'll think about a lot in the next week or so. Yeah. 
and make up my mind how much I love it. But uh, I've got a feeling that I do love it. And, you know, this is like this is like the first, the seeds of the first love, mm-hmm. you know, the, like we, we just saw each other and there was a spark across the room that, that <laughs> might develop. I don't know. But I think I think first impressions are good. Yeah, you could be right. And I think what, what might be the thing that sticks is the fact that it leaves you with questions. We might have discussed that with one of the other films, uh, The Killing of Two Lovers. Yes. I think we discussed how, how you left not knowing the real meaning is. And this one, I think, has got a bit of that stuff about it too. While I was having a little browse around, I was looking for the poster, actually, and it had on the poster, Sinner, Preacher, A Mystery. That's like the sort of, uh, uh-huh. what do you call it, logline that they put on there. Yeah, yeah. Even though that's a, kind of a strangely form, formulated thing, it's perfect because it actually it sums up the whole film. The dude's a sinner, yeah. he's a preacher, and the town, there's a mystery in this town. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like, those are the main sort of branches of, this, of the story. It's mysterious, isn't it? I don't think at any stage you really grab hold of what his character is about. Did you? Were you on firm ground? understanding this character and his motivations not really i started to develop a theory about what the filmmaker was saying Mm. about this character and about the world which we can get into but there's a lot of mystery there and you don't i I don't think you ever really understand this guy so we should tell people what the film's about um and by the way this is a a shot from sinner (laughs) not sinner why am i saying sinner from um corpus christi behind me so if you're if you're wondering and you're watching that's, that's what's yeah. going on. For those listening to the audio of the podcast, just imagine the Baron in front of a, a frame from the movie. It's uh, the, the main character in his role as a priest with yes. the light coming through the lead light window. Uh, it's quite a... It's dramatic. Scene. And you're, <laughs> you're covering the main actor there, so it actually yeah. looks like you're, you're giving the... the you sermon. can imagine it's me, right? That's great. Yeah. And I am. Synopsis, whose turn? Oh, good question. Um, I think it might be your turn. Oh, I'm just guessing. Very gracious of you. You know what? You know, I actually know that you did the last one. You did. You started it. (laughs) So I will take this one away. All right. So Corpus Christi. It's a Polish film. I think we've established that already. But Mm. it follow. It starts off in a juvie detention center, and you're following a guy who you can tell pretty quickly that he's going to be the main character because he's just the most interesting looking of all of the boys in mm, there. Mm. Uh, he's got these wild eyes, which we can, we'll talk about what this what he, what he looks like and what that kind of comes to mean. But um, yeah. there's something about him. And he's clearly really into the whole religious Catholic side of this juvie. Like he seems to enjoy the singing. He, he loves what the priest is saying. And uh, yeah. one of the things he says early on is like, I would love to uh, go do the course to become a priest, whatever you call that. And um, he's just told, well, you know, they don't take people with a criminal past like you. So you're going to have to forget about that one. And uh, instead he's sent off to a timber mill in some remote town in Poland. And uh, he wags straight away. He doesn't show up. And instead finds himself gravitating towards the church in this little town. And uh, through some twist he has the the priest's outfit in his bag i can't remember how he ended up with that there like i missed that moment but he puts it mm. on and pretends to be a young priest and before he knows it the old priest in the town has fallen ill and he has to replace him <laughs> and within that 
that wonderful premise, you then discover the town has a sort of old wound that it hasn't healed, that he's then going to go about trying to fix. There's a love interest of sorts. And then there's the, the, the constant threat that he's going to be discovered because he's being mm. you know, asked to do things that he's never done before, like hold masses, masses and do the last, do last rites and, and so many things. And of course, eventually it all has to come unraveled as these stories do, but uh, the journey is great seeing how that happens yeah. and it's done in quite unexpected ways. Yeah, and it doesn't unravel until he's had quite an incredible impact on that wounded town. That's right. For good, bad, mainly good, but just he hasn't left it at the, is, as the same place. It's one of those sort of small town, quiet, slow moving, but deeply kind of, um, there's there's a depth in, in that it brings you into this community in, in some way and shows you a part of the world that you haven't experienced before. Uh, it does that so well and it's so engrossing that I think this story's like I was saying, is going to stick with me for a while. I'm going to be thinking about this this character in this little town and their little world that is seems so foreign to me. Well, let's get back to the character and start with the look of him. Christopher Walken, maybe? Yes. <laughs> uh, so I had Jared, Jared Leto in mind. Ah, interesting. I was looking at him and he's just got that same sort of semi-angelic look, but also mm -hmm. he looks like a fanatic, like a psycho. And you've got yeah. both of those things happening at the same time. And it just depends on how he widens his eyes or the way he looks off at something and suddenly you're seeing one or the other. Yeah, there's, so there's a lot you can do with that face. When he got out of juvie that first night and he goes on a bender, remember when he's on the dance floor and his eyes are like this wide? Like yeah. Enormous and it was quite... He's like a... clearly had every pill that's available in the, in, in the place. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was scary. The look of him was intense and it returned to that animal look a couple of times throughout the film especially towards the end. To great effect because mm. you you always have a sense that he's going to unravel or his true nature is going to come out or he's going to slip up in some way and mm. that the fact that he's not really a priest will jump straight up and everyone will see it. And that, and, and yeah. it's it's the, the warring of his own face to just try and always deal with each situation and cover up that wildness mm. that's that's below that's really interesting to watch. What do you think of the first bit of the film, like the stuff set in juvie? When we got through that that section, what were you thinking? Were you enjoying it? Did you think it was going one direction or another? I was probably a little like bored with it, honestly, because mm. it felt very standard. Yeah. The first act of it, I think, the film felt like we were getting nothing particularly special. I've mm. seen this film before. Uh, it's done well. It's great performances, it looks beautiful, it, but all of that kind of ends up making it more boring, you know, when it's all done so well and tastefully. And it's not until he takes over as the priest and you see him really pushed to do something that's way out of his comfort zones that it, the film becomes interesting. Yeah. I reckon I misread the first scene, the violent scene when they're, when they're attacking the, mm. the one, one kid and he's basically watching the door. So he's completely complicit in it all. As I was going through the film, looking back on that, I thought he was the one being bullied. Ah, right. I finished the film and then just was doing some things while I was waiting for you. And then the film just started again from the start. So I, I watched the first scene again mm. and realized that, no, he wasn't being bullied. He was one of the bad guys in that scene. Yeah, that would... And it almost switched my thinking of the film that would color he, the whole thing quite differently like he wasn't the worst but he was no angel when he left juvie was he you yeah. get little hints of that the whole way through that he's that he's got a past mm. he's done some he's done some things he's not proud of and part of that comes through and just and it's it's brilliant like how understanding he is of everybody else's sins 
because he's done probably mm. worse, you know? Yeah, and it makes you true. think, I, I had a lot of moments throughout where I was like, in some ways, I wish all priests and all people um, who are in a position of power to give advice to others and kind of pass judgment on others had lived more of a life like that or, you know, had yeah. more of an understanding of where the, where people were coming from. Because how rare is that? It made, it made me realize that it's not it's not normal. Is it saying something about religion and the church and all that sort of thing? I guess it would have to be perhaps taking a swipe at religion for not being true enough and, you know, this is this is how you do it, guys. I definitely read that from it as well. It's almost like if you can step away from all the dogma and all the mm. sort of polite, this is how we've always done it kind of ways of a church, and particularly, you know, the priests, they have to go through this training which then te teaches them to continue carrying the mantle and he's just come in from the side he hasn't done any of that he's straight out of juvie and he's making yeah. he's shaking the town up because he's yeah, yeah progressive he's got he's got new ideas yeah agree so what next what's what are the talking points for this film where well, do you start there's so much to talk about i was really impressed with some of the themes that i picked mm. out of it and because it, there are some question marks about what it all means i think everyone mm. might take away something totally different but what I pulled out from this was that this guy, what's his name? Just trying to find the actor's name. Give me a sec. Uh, Artos Bilenia, something like that. His wild look, the fact that he's come from juvie, he's now, but he loves the, he loves God and he loves the church on some level. Yeah. And now he's a priest. For me, what I was pulling out of this was, I mean, I think when I first saw him, particularly with his wide eyes, I just thought this guy's a fanatic. There's something, <laughs> yeah. this guy's, he's got like some screws loose, but not just in a conventional way. Like he's a full on fanatic. I, <laughs> you, I got that sense from him. And Completely. I got a real sense of comment here that the difference between, you know, like a complete psycho and yeah. <laughs> and someone who's a priest and, and right into the church uh, is... <laughs> basically non-existent you know like wafer there's thin. it's a wafer thin <laughs> you know little veil and he's just yeah. walked straight through it and everything's worked still you know like he, he fits there or there <laughs> you know yeah yeah just substitute a priest for a psychopath and yeah. the town can barely notice the difference they don't notice it in fact in fact <laughs> well actually just... the, the psychopath has the, the <laughs> yeah. better impact on the town that's right. He's 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 more creative. I, I'm I'm still coming to terms with his character and and the character arc more than anything because there's no journey from evil to good. No. That doesn't doesn't really go anywhere. He's just throughout the whole thing, um, several things at once. Yes, you're right. He doesn't change yeah. a lot, um, other than I think he starts to take everything more seriously. You know, like the stakes grow mm. and he starts to become connected to this town and care for it deeply. But you're right. I don't think he does change much beyond that. And it's really the whole community around him that changes. Yes. Yeah, that's where the, the journey is. That I think that does work perfectly well. It's probably a trickier thing to nail in terms mm. of script writing, but it works well here. Well, it's it's actually really quite innovative. When, and I'm only thinking of this now, but you don't get any sense of closure or fulfillment or anything really out of his his arc, and it's all in everything around him, everything that he impacts, and that's that's a pretty pretty cool thing to to have stumbled on. I think I so think. too. And the way that the film ends just backs that up. It's mm. it's full circle. A, really, a wild way to end the film. This is one of the things I love about watching European cinema yeah. or Korean cinema or just any non Hollywood. Or Australian or British 
filmmaking, yeah, yeah. right? Like they just take risks. To them, they're probably not even risks, right? You know, there's, there's just like, <laughs> how are we going to tell this story? Well, let's do it this way. This looks, in- this sounds interesting. Um, yeah. Let's not cast the most beautiful people. Let's cast the most interesting looking people. And they're all great actors. Uh, and just, I don't know, the whole thing. I just, just enjoy the freshness of it. Well, that's what art should be, surely. It's not about trying to make something in the template of the last thing because you know that's what the people will come to the cinema for. That That's what the industry ends up being, but that's not what film should be about. So No, and like zero consideration about whether or not these, this cast will sell well. Mm. You know, zero consideration about whether or not we're hitting all of the genre plot points. It's it's great. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, speaking of genre plot points, I think I read somewhere that if there was a an English English language remake of this, a Hollywood remake, it would probably be like a corny <laughs> oh my you know, God. comedy and I think Sister Act. <laughs> Dude, Sister Act, this is the same film as Sister Act. Yeah, same film as Sister love Act. Love it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so different in so many ways. But that's great. I love that comparison. That's so good. Yeah, I don't but think the sh- Americans could do this film. Well, they probably will end up doing it. <laughs> it's sort of wrong to say that they couldn't do it, but I don't think they could do it <laughs> at the same time. You know what I mean? It's not fair to them as, as a country because no. there's a lot of good stuff that comes out yeah, of America. absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, it's actually culturally, it doesn't fit, you know, for them to yeah. make a film like this. I think that's that's where where it stems from. Although you could, you know, you can argue that the killing of two lovers is kind of that as well. It is one of these sorts of films. Look, let's be honest. It's nothing about the country. It's just it's about, about the different country. types of films. <laughs> You're right. It's about different types of films. <laughs> so next, next topic. You were about to say something, and I think I cut you off. I thought that what this film did do, and we're talking about genre a little bit, um, is that it did raise the stakes consistently the whole way through in a, in a mm. really great way. And the way that they do it is not really obvious in that you're going well that guy's definitely going to be a problem later but Mm. they do introduce new threats and some of them realize become realized and some of them don't and it's done in a really nice subtle way but it keeps you guessing and that's the that's part of the mystery that they're talking about in the poster there's sort of the mystery of of what happened in this town with the, the the drivers so there's yeah. like a, a group of kids in one car and there's a driver who's been labelled as sort of a, a drunk driver. They, they've had a collision and, and they've all died. And the town has, has all decided to blame that one guy without really knowing the full story. And you're kind of discovering that as, as the story goes along. So I, I took that as the mystery on the poster, but there's also a lot of other mysteries in here, which is yeah. great. You said it beautifully. It's a lot of little threats just pop up in the form of all these different characters and my goodness, this is going to be the thing that unravels unravels him. Yeah. Uh, and it's coming from all angles, isn't it? Any one yeah. of these little threats could end up being the thing. Were there any of those that stood out? Yeah. Uh, so there's a guy that arrives in the first scenes. Uh, he's in the juvie, who's huge. Mm. Oh, they- Bonus. Bonus, that's his name. That's bonus. right. And, and What a cool name. It's great. And as soon as you see him and they start going, oh, it's bonus, mm. and then the violence breaks out, you think, well, that guy's going to come back later. And I was waiting for him the entire time. But they cleverly brought another inmate from the juvie in instead, Mm, which I just thought was such a cool, was just such a cool play. Like you're waiting for for this guy to arrive and it's basically the same concept, but they just choose someone else. Awesome. Yeah. Nice unexpected twist. Uh, And I think the mayor was the same. When I saw the mayor of the town, I was like, okay, here we go. Here's like the... The villain. It was interesting watching him though. It seemed almost that Daniel, I think the character's name, isn't it? The main guy? I think it's Daniel. Yes. 
it seemed like he almost tamed him. Did yeah, so that's that? unexpected as well, right? Yeah. That's another one of those threats that doesn't really play out like you think it will. Then they had that mediation session at one stage and it almost felt like the mayor was just a good guy suddenly. Yeah. Strange, and isn't it? He had the worst hairpiece ever. I didn't notice. I couldn't stop looking at it. I just couldn't stop. Jeez. How did I miss that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was awful. You know the way sometimes you take those things for granted and then once you see it, you just can't yeah, not yeah. see it anymore. It was one of those. That that hair's a little bit weird. And then you go, wait a second, that's not just weird hair. That's a hairpiece. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I sometimes, you know, if you might see somewhere that such and such is wearing a hairpiece. Yep. But it's not confirmed. It's like a rumor. Right. And then I'm forever looking at them and thinking, is it, isn't it? It's just another unsolved mystery. Like It's another mystery from the film. (laughs) (laughs) Any other threats that you, because there's a number of them. Anything else that that stood out to you? Oh, the policeman was cool when he came back. Yeah, that was great. That scared me. I thought, I thought that's the one. That's the one that's going to get him. Yeah. You know, it was quite cool when the thing that got him ultimately was his mentor, the, the priest. I agree. Who he, who he took his name name from. Totally agree. I thought that was a great, great twist. I think all of those choices were really well handled. And that's one of the things that makes this a, a really great film. Yeah. Just clever uh, twists the whole way through the, the building of the threats and mm. uh, just great performances. It's very subtle, really well handled. All, all, all round. And they're all left unfinished, aren't yes. they? All, all of those loose threads. I don't, I don't want to deal with those anymore. We're just going to go back to juvie and have a climactic ending of sorts. A, a crazy ending. Mm. A totally, like, wacky, batshit ending. I, but it was also perfect in, in some way. Mm. I don't know why it was perfect, but I would have thought that it might be disappointing, you know, but it's not. Mm. Like if I was thinking about it, having that ending, I would be questioning it a little bit, but it's pulled off perfectly. Yeah, I couldn't Hats agree off. more. There's, mm. there's a lot of things I'm still processing from the film, but the final scene isn't really one of them. Like, Yeah, that final image is so strong, isn't it? And it's all it's all those wide eyes. Those, yeah. His eyes, his crazy eyes. It's beautiful. Not just the wild eyes. He looks maniacal. Blood all over his face. He's got this evil clown mouth. Yes. Uh, just shows the, the evil and the mayhem and the good and the everything that this character is all in one. And it just it's sort of an indescribable mix of emotions and motivations. The ending is so impactful and the image is so strong mm. um, that it's a great way to finish the film in it, just in itself for that, for that reason. But I took that ending as we've, we've seen the man start off wild. He's yeah. then found his path, like he's found his vocation, the thing that means the most to him in the world. And he's awesome at it. He's just excelled. Everybody in the town's changed by him being there. They love him. And even though he's challenged them and it's been hard, they've really, you know, they've grown because of him. Then he's found out and he's taken away. And that, (laughs) that potential future is basically erased and rubbed out, crossed out. And he's back to the beginning and he's wild wilder than he was when he started off and i just think it's such a cool comment on that idea of like that thin line between one side or the other that you know it takes almost nothing for him to suddenly be able to get the chance to do all these amazing things and it takes nothing for that to be taken away from him and he's back to the beginning that's brilliant i think the the one constant that we know is that he's wild 
Yeah. And it's then what he channels that wildness into that can surface as either the best priest you've ever seen, this innovative priest, or this psycho killer. But the bloke is the same. It's the animal in him that can make anything he does be cool. The film's filled with that kind of almost ecstatic imagery of like him being filled with something and we've got scenes of him in in church just like with basically the light of god pouring through him you know that's seemingly how how he how he's feeling and how it comes across and then the end of the film equally as powerful his face is covered in blood his wide blue eyes and he's just like running with this crazy smile (laughs) some clever filmmaking there what else? What else with this? The love interest. What what, what part did that play? Anything? I'd, yeah. I'd probably say less than some other things. I agree. I think while that was while you know it was done well, it was the, it was less interesting than the rest of it. I think we've seen this idea of you know forbidden love play yeah. out so many times, and it it didn't grab me honestly. I think that was one of the weaker threads. Yeah. I mean, I was much more interested in his relationship with the matriarch of the town like the the woman mm. who seems to you know run everything and then how he brings her across to being more forgiving of the wife of the the drunk driver you know like he challenges her so much and yet she feels so duty bound to look after him and be and be attached mm. to the church and take care of the priest and so on it's a, it's yeah, a cool yeah. it's a cool relationship i think what i liked is it was almost determined not to give resolution to things mm. so for example when he's he finally has the um, the funeral for the guy who the community has shunned. They, they walk past where all the people are praying at the, at the photos and some of them come on board with him. You know, some of them follow him like a Christ figure, but not all of them. It's not as if he's come in there and saved the whole town and transformed everyone. He's sort of done it a bit and then it's been just taken, you know, taken away from him and the town is still confused. He's had an impact, but it's not total. Like it didn't end in you know a round of applause it just ended halfway through everything i i can almost imagine this group of polish filmmakers just like going through the story with each other just sort of spitballing (laughs) and like at every turn just going don't do that that's too hollywood that's just more american bullshit don't do that let's no you can't you can't have all of them go that's ridiculous you know (laughs) one more shot one more shot (laughs) that's right (laughs) no you 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 do actually get that film it's it's almost like a that sense it's almost like an anti-hollywood film Mm, yeah Mm. which is good i think it is good i think it's great that it pushes all these boundaries i think that would makes it a successful film in in a lot of ways i wonder if people will struggle with like some of the themes just the fact that it's all subtitled does this stuff keep it away from a more mainstream audience And, and and what a shame that it does, because it's such a great yeah. film. I don't care much, to be honest. Um, <laughs> that it does? <laughs> yeah. It's, it is a shame for the filmmakers, because you're right, this is the sort of stuff that more people should see. So that's a shame. Yeah. But um, as long as it finds the people who it needs to find. <laughs> well, clearly a real hit amongst um, a lot of the filmmakers who were voting for the Oscars. Mm. But I, I hadn't heard of it. I'd missed it. I think Parasite was such a knockout this year. That it had very little competition. Well, where would you rate it alongside Parasite? If you were a judge, what would you have given it to? Oh, see, Parasite's much more my kind of film. It's, mm. it's just more entertaining as well. So yeah. I think I wouldn't be able to walk past that one. Yeah, it's interesting because this is a great film. I recognize it as a great film. Would I rave about it and, and you mm. know, tell everyone about it? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I completely mm. agree with you. 
Yeah, what is Parasite that? Parasite was fun. You, you just want to watch it again for the experience of it. This one, I loved it too, recognised it as great, but it wasn't fun to watch other than a few key moments. I think that's right. I guess that's just the way of things. People are more likely to tell others to watch entertaining films. Mm. Maybe that's all it is. Because I don't have confidence that half the people I know would actually enjoy this. Like they might, if I said, you should go see Corpus Christi, it's uh, moving, it's commenting on... You know, that thin veneer between two sides of uh, humanity, I guess. And you need to see it. I, I, I reckon most people wouldn't bother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't actually look it up. Maybe if they did look it up, they'd be turned off by the fact that it's got Pol- it's Polish su- and, and subtitled and, you know, yeah. that's it. Shame. I reckon if you took the two-hour film and edited it to about seven to ten minutes and just put <laughs> all the killer scenes in there, it would actually Shots be spellbinding. Yeah, different wide-eyed shots, <laughs> um, different light coming through different windows. Because <laughs> that that was that was there a few times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the cinematography is beautiful. Yeah, and I was going to say on that the look of the film. What do you, what did you think? Oh, it's it's stunning, and it it's all kind of natural lighting by the feel of it, natural and practical. There's you get very little sense of any mm. any lighting that's been brought in for this which gives it its own wonderful feel. You know, it's very art house, the style, if you can call it that. That's pretty broad to say art house is a style, but you know what I'm talking about. That's, and then, that's just your video store days. <laughs> that's <laughs> Coming right. Coming back at you when there's the art house section. That's the art house shot. That's it. It all just goes in there. <laughs> that's true. That's probably true. That's probably actually how my brain works when it comes to this this sort of stuff. That always annoyed me from from the time I was a kid, how you've got a section that is art house. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like I would gravitate to that. I understand why it's there because it's a particular audience. But, you know, like you've said, you can take a genre and it's what you do with it from there. So it can be a thriller done in an art house, art house way. Yeah. To me, that should be in the thriller section. That's true. But yes, if it's not mainstream enough, it goes into the art house section. That's, that's mm. the reality there, right? I used to walk straight past the art house section. Maybe this is one of the things that one of our defining differences maybe i would stop and like see if there were any sort of european films Mm. with topless women in it or something (laughs) and then push it back in go now that looks too hard and then just keep walking to the to the thriller and horror section yeah to liam neeson and taken yeah exactly (laughs) taken three that's it yeah that was right up my alley i would have seen them all did we have any reminds me of for this film Oh, I've I have said a couple. Sister Act. Sister Act is genius. That is perfect, man. <laughs> that is the perfect reference for this film. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's so good. Nailed it. Um, I do have a couple. Do you have any others as well? Uh, oh, vague ones, but I think let's start with you. You can Your... basically rest on Sister Act. You've nailed it already. Yeah, it's not going to get better good. than that. So let's, I'll just say that now. I have two in mind. They're both uh, arty European films, but that's part of the goodness of them. Uh, the first one is Land of Mine. Have you seen that? No, haven't heard of it. It's a fairly small film, and I don't know how well it did overseas. It sort of flew by without anyone noticing it here, as far as I could tell. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful film from a couple of years ago. And the whole premise is that you're, it's the end of World War II, and the German boys that come at the end of the war when the Germans are getting really desperate, are like 15, you know, 14. And they get captured and they're in 
I want to I, I can't I want to say it's Austria. Mm. They're in one of these countries that's just been ravished by the war. And there's this one sergeant who now has a troop of maybe 10 boys and their job is to find all the landmines in the, uh, on the beach and it's an awful job take them apart without them blowing up right and of course while you're watching the film and growing one you know attached to all these characters they all start getting blown up one at a time you know just through horrible accidents it's an incredible film so but what's the through line what's the, the, what's the reminds me of <laughs> the through line <laughs> is great film nothing to do with this no <laughs> <laughs> no the um the through line is that group of boys that you see ah uh. And also this idea that they're despised, but yes. they're actually all just great kids that have been put into a horrible situation. Yeah, and you yeah. grow to love them by the end of this film. Um, and, of, and of course, they're all doomed. It's just awful. But also it has, it has that same sensibility of not saying the things that don't need to be said and mm. being very quiet and artfully done and keeping you guessing the whole time. It's, it's great. That sense of, of being doomed, yeah, that's a great reference for this for this film too, isn't it? I think that comes through loud and clear with the mate, if you want to call him that, that comes to basically find him out and wants the money out of him. Yeah, um, like bribe him. Yeah. You know, I was devastated when that guy showed up. It was such a great turn, you know, and I was just yeah. devastated because I you was... You were devastated for the character in the, the story. For the character in the story, I really was. Oh, I was nice. like... Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, you're doing so well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But when he breaks down after they've had a few, you really get a sense of the hopelessness of his life. I wasn't 100% sure if he was comp being completely genuine. Yeah. But I think he was. And genuine or not, they're going nowhere, these guys, other than back to juvie. That's right. So they're just, they're trying to repair landmines that will eventually blow up. Yep. That's what the main character did. And, yeah. You know, he ended up blowing up. That's sad, isn't it? Mm. That's done well. Do you want me to do my other one or do you want to chuck one in? I'll just give a general type one. It's a double header. They're references we gave for Parasite. Oh, I remember, remember. Parasite, it was all about the con artistry of pretending you're someone that you're not. Yes. So the family there infiltrate another family pretending to be the tutor and the and the driver and all that sort of thing. So first of all, Parasite, because this is the same thing. He's yeah. infiltrated the church and pretending to be a priest. But we also mentioned um, Six Degrees. You mentioned Six Degrees of Separation. That's and right. And I just threw in their Goodwill Hunting and that whole subgenre of... Talented you know, Mr. Ripley and all that, those sorts of films. Oh, sorry, not yeah. Goodwill Hunting, Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, well, Goodwill um, Hunting, there's a bit of impersonating going on, isn't there? Or it's just, it's more that he's lying to himself about his own talent. I'm Definitely. getting confused with all the, the variations of Matt Damon. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> I yep. think I met Ripley. That's it. Um, the other film that I had is called The Hunt. Have you seen that? Yes. With, um, what's his name? Uh, the, Mads. Mads. Mads uh, Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, what, a, what wow. an actor. What an actor. Wow. What a film. A, that's a great one. That's just an absolute killer, that film. It's so good. Brilliant. The, the community in both films really reminded me that they could be the same place. Yeah, they could be the same little mob. town. You get the sense that what happens in The Hunt, mm -hmm. which is that Mads, his character, gets basically the whole community turns on him for an imagined crime. Mm. You get the feeling that that could happen to Daniel in this film. At any moment, he could be discovered and pretty, pretty much lynched for what he's done. Absolutely. Well, it's already happened with the dead guy that was the driver in the accident. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a ripper. I don't think we can go anywhere from there. You've no. just nailed the film. Sister Act still wins, though. That's perfect. Okay. Dead heat. <laughs> <laughs>
Awesome, well, it's nice man. to get a couple of reminds me ofs in there, given that's the name of our show. But I think that's that's a wrap for me. Yeah, I've got think? nothing actually negative to say about this film, other than I was I was worried to start with. I was a bit bored, mm. and then it just took off, and I loved everything after that. You know, once I realised where it was going, I loved the beginning as well. You know, like so, I've got nothing really negative to say. I just think it's a great, great film. Yeah, likewise. It got slowly better, ended brilliantly. Once you once you see the end, you respect the start more. Yes. Um, if there's any negative, it's just that, like we've both said, it's probably not the sort of film that either of us would generally love. We respect. I, I respect it hugely. I probably won't see it again. That's yeah. the reality, if I'm being honest. I won't forget it, though, because it's one of those films that sticks with you. It's one of many films in this festival that stuck with me. So I'm going to run out of brain cells to keep them all in there. But we've got a few left to go. We have. And uh, there's been other tempting little morsels that have popped yeah. up, you know, in the festival where they've just added a few extra films. So who knows what will happen? Well, on that note, I think see you next time and we'll have another crack at it for the next one. Sounds good, Doc. See you the next one. <laughs>